Hey guys, we're here. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Um, hey, what's up? It's us, it's Aaron, it's Adam. I'm with Rebel Status. He's with Escape from San Francisco. We're co-hosts for the new podcast. Yeah, check us out. Check us out, say what's up. Hit me on, I don't know, social media. Wait, wait what's your socials? Uh, Rebel Status Co, at everything at R-E-B-E-L-S-T-A-T-U-S-C-O. What's poppin'? Hello, everyone. Um, first episode today, I'm here with Adam. Hey, yo. We're, uh, what are we doing? We're talking about like a few things going on in the community today. Um, let's see, we gotta talk about Elon. Gotta talk about Kyrie. Gonna talk about what's going on in the Bay. Lots of YouTube Avenue things. Drew Banga, uh, FNG. Having a Rebel U show. When is your show? December 4th at Omni Commons in Oakland. You should show up. That would be great. Nice. How many, uh, what is the show going to consist of? How many, like, um, It's going to be a bunch Avengers? of Rebel U students. So if you've seen on my Instagram the Rebel U series that I did, all the artists are from Rebel U. Um, Stony should be headlining. We have, like, four camps of people who make music together so we got like groups of people who already work together really well and said so, do you guys want to do like a 20 minute set so it's like i think it's like 15 people it's a lot of people um it's at omni commons if you've ever been to omni commons there's like a really little spot like over at the uh at the what do you call it the first floor of the building where you can probably fit like 150, 200 people. Mm -hmm. And then there's an upstairs that's like a disco room where people can just have like a little DJ night. So we're getting a bunch of the DJs that we got involved too to have like spin for an hour each. And you know, hopefully turn some shit up. I've never been to Omnicon before. I've never been in a like a performing capacity, but I've seen the venue and it's beautiful. It's huge. Like it's How did you good. set that up? What was the process like uh, behind that? It helped a lot with um afterthought shout out to aft he helped me set up the space um venues weren't really messing with me a lot um when i was asking around i probably asked like 20 venues and all of them were like yeah i need five thousand dollars or i need three thousand dollars to hold the spot or yeah yeah and then so um aft and me talked to omni commons and they asked us for a thousand dollars and aft was like just take like part of the proceeds because we don't have that kind of money yeah so yeah so it was pretty cool though and the guy that helped us out his name's marquise shout out to marquise he showed us around it's a beautiful venue um there's a lot of history to it apparently it used to be like a big back in like the 80s it was like a big like hair band place like you'd see like van halen come out there and like twisted mm -hmm. sister and stuff like that but it's become like a hip-hop place recently especially considering it's kind of on its last legs so if you want to help donate to omni commons they need a million dollars by the end of next year so oh shit. <laughs> so if you have some cash to hand to them that'd be great um but yeah it was fun it's very nerve-wracking making this whole thing it's been really stressful but it's life were you ever into like that type of genre of music like twisted sister hip -hop? yeah uh, when i was a really little kid when i was like really young when i was like from the ages of like three to like seven i was listening to that kind of music because that's all my mom would play in the car so i'd hear like a lot of a lot of van halen a lot of queen um twisted sister stuff like that i'm trying to think of other bands but i can't uh what else falls under that category i'm trying to think <laughs> Big hair bands. Uh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue, yeah. Shout out the devil. Love that. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Did you like that kind of music? No, I didn't listen no. to that at all until I got like older and became an adult and stuff. And that's funny. And like I would never listen to that to that yeah. stuff. But I, I mean, I like it now. Like I listen to it, but it's just like it's a fun. different type of like culture and stuff. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of my family doesn't listen to that, even though yeah, yeah. we're like first. I'm not first generation, but. My family, I guess, were first generation. What generation stuff. are you? I'm from my mom. I'm actually third, and from my dad. I'm third I'm, generation too. I'm first from my dad, but third okay. from my mom. Okay, but, uh, so you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, kinda. so it was like weird. Like, so my girlfriend is first generation. So her family, when we go to her her events and stuff like that, they play mm -hmm. nothing but Spanish music, mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of hip hop here and there. But That's when I go cool. to my family thing, it's all hip hop and oldies. We don't play no Spanish music. No one speaks Spanish. 
They don't None even... of your family speaks Spanish? No. Interesting. My grandparents, my That's mom. Very interesting. Yeah. But yeah. like a lot of my siblings and my cousins, like no one speaks Spanish fluently. They'll listen to like Spanish songs here and there, but like on special occasions. So it's like a weird, different like. So there's no suavemente being played in the house. No, like if you're having like a fucking quinceanera or something like, okay, there you like go. a like a like an actual party, but like when we have like family like get together and stuff, it's nothing but like hip hop oldies and stuff like that. And I remember growing up so. in the in the nineties, my my house was like the party house because my stepdad is is younger than my mom. Okay, and so I think he's like eight years younger than my mom. So oh the, wow, in the nineties so, yeah, little... they were partying and. Um, I think my said that was like in his thirties or his twenties or something. And so 90s. he still wasn't done. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. So we were, I remember vividly being in Fresno, and it was just like '90s hip hop, like gangster rap going on. That's cool emo. Like being up, people drinking Mad Dog, playing dominoes at the table. Oh, Mad Dog. Seeing like, I had my dad's uh, cousins like pull a knife out on each other in the backyard, <laughs> like shit like that. It was crazy. <laughs> And I was just like, I just, all that stuff is like really vivid and like I, I remember Stuck that. Stuck in there. That's cool though. It's I never, different. I didn't grow up in a party house like that at all. My parents were old, so they were like done partying by the They're time done. I was born. Yeah. I can't imagine my parents doing what like I do now. Like, me neither. Going through this phase of my life. Not I, at all. I cannot, I just see them as like parents. Like, just. Have you ever gotten your parents to like admit to some shit that they used to do like when they were younger, like that you never thought you'd get out of them? My parents are pretty open, though. Your pa- my yeah, mom, yeah. my parents aren't. I would say I have to really pry stuff out of them. No, you know what I mean. But my parents are very open, okay. especially my dad and stuff. On my 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 dad and my my biological father is really open about shit, and my stepfather is open about stuff too. But my family is a little bit different. My family's like really ghetto, so it's like <laughs> like my 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 stepdad had a meth problem for a long time. My a mom, what? oh, a meth problem. Yeah, for oh, a long time. My wow. mom is. My mom was crazy too, and she she'll say like anything, but uh, it's some some things are hard for them to admit, but most stuff it's it's kind of easy to talk to them about things. Like I don't know, like my my biological father admitted he had a gambling problem addiction in the '90s. That's a big thing to admit too. That's really tough. That's like one of the really hard addictions to kick. Yeah, he wouldn't teach me like I was always wondering why he wouldn't teach me how to gamble like. Like, you, like, you like, wouldn't fucking teach me. Like, we're going to He's Vegas. Like, I can't get you into this. I was song. like, we're, we went to Vegas. I was like, yeah, you got to teach me. He was like, I, I'm not going I'm not to. not doing that. And he That's never did. That's really funny. That's but, actually like, pretty admirable, though, if he has a gambling problem. like he, he said it was really bad. Like, he would go to work. And gamble at work? No, well, he would go to work, and he would work in, like, at probably, like, 6 o'clock in the morning till 2 or 3, whatever. Go home, shower, go straight to a casino, be there all night. What was his game? Do you know? Like poker. Oh, okay. So he's a poker he's, guy. He's a poker okay. guy. And then he'll go home, shower, go to sleep, go to work and do it all over again. He was doing that like every Man. other day until he, I was like, well, finally made you stop. He was like, ran I lost everything. Yeah, <laughs> ran out of all the money. So I got last That's why everybody says that's a gambling problem. Uh, I fucking lost everything. That's but, a little funny. Well, it's not funny. That's actually really horrible. But, but <laughs> you know I mean... I mean who talk about losing everything i wonder if like twitter is gonna go under like it seems like it that's my favorite fucking i'm i'm laughing at it kind of right now it's kind of funny but also really bad and horrible the do you see that you saw the um the prescription company the somebody lily yes lily yeah somebody bought like a fake uh that's so funny but also like i wonder how elon himself feels about that because it's like that's great for people like us, right? Like the company like lost like hundreds of dollars in stock money. But like millions. No, oh yeah, I'm just saying like the actual like oh, stock the, price the, itself. The value went of the down. price of yeah. the individual stock. So like people lost so much money, but it's such a shithead brand. <laughs> like yeah. you, you mean to tell me you sell insulin for like a hundred dollars? And, and then they they put out a tweet saying, sorry for the misinformation <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it's like No, we're really price gouging up. you. We're not we're not gonna give it for free. Oh, oh, you talking about the parody account that bought the check? No, like the actual account posted it like, hey, we're sorry for the misinformation, but basically they were saying was like, we're actually not giving it for free. We're, we're actually, yeah, we're going to continue, gonna, yeah, we're gonna continue to make, make money. And yeah. then like Bernie Sanders had posted something and then Elon's fucking dumbass goes in there and like, actually it was invented in 1921 and then he got fact checked by his own like community and they're like, America pays on average $190 per uh, insulin, whereas other countries pay like $9. 
Elon needs to. <laughs> Elon needs to chill. I feel like someone on his team, like the Twitter team, needs to be like, bro, take the. We need to take your account really fast because you're saying things on this account, and you'll be like, oh, if you do this, you won't be suspended. And then 30 minutes later, he's like, never mind. I got offended, so I had to suspend some accounts. Well, I don't. I'm, I don't understand like how he didn't think this was gonna happen. Like it was. <laughs> I saw this was gonna happen immediately. I was For like, real. once people were there, they're gonna start going off. I didn't know it was gonna go like that extreme, but there were some really fucking funny ones. They were really funny. That's why I'm saying it's so funny to watch, but also it's like, damn, like this app might not be around. But you can start year. to see it's like, oh, uh, it's it's just starting. It doesn't feel the same as much anymore. It kind of feels like it's dwindling away. It's but the beginning of the end. But it was my favorite fucking app. Like it was been my favorite. I remember really? when like I left Facebook, mm -hmm. and I was like so done with it after like 2016 or 2015 i was so done with it because i saw everyone like fighting people i grew up with like that's when you got into baseball twitter coach. in 2016 2015 16 i you've been on it for a long time i mean i've been on and off i first joined in like 2009 oh then, yeah I, for a long time but i never really actually used it i used it a bunch but then i would like going through moves where i hated it and then so i would like delete it and then make a new account and then delete it and make a new account it was, it was a lot. I'm not an OG Twitter person. I've been on it probably since like 14, 15, like in that in that area. That's a long time. But ago, that yeah. was like before then. I understand like people, when you had to retweet someone, you used to have to put like retweet in the thing or when you were like yeah, subtweeting yeah. people and that was like a thing before that, that was possible. And and just like if you tweet too much, you'll go in like Twitter, Twitter jail. jail. That yeah. was like, I that remember those thing. days. I've been in Twitter jail. Oh, yeah. But like, I remember you used to do like quote tweets and you could like change what the person actually said. So you could say like they said some horrible ass shit and you'd have to like actually look at the quote that uh, the person made. So you're like, did this person say this super out of pocket stuff or they don't well, do that anymore. What I really liked Twitter was that I was able to get information really quick. And yeah, when I was yeah. following like the politics in like 2015, 16, it was like one of the places I would go to yeah. because I would be able to get information that... I, like accurately and quick that I was looking for. It's basically our generation's newspaper. Yeah, basically that's what I was going for my news. Yeah. Whereas Facebook, it was just like. You get one side. I saw one person I grew up with that I, you know, I thought they were like, you know, cool as fuck. They're one of the, like coach, like someone that used to coach me baseball and everything. Oh no, and, and he then, went super Oh, he <laughs> crazy. was super fucking like, went super MAGA right wing. And Did he it go was just the like thing? Yeah, like all that weird shit. And he was posting all this weird stuff and I was like, that can't be the same person like this is not my yeah this is not the guy who taught me how to throw baseball i was yeah. like this is weird but then it was like everyone started and then i was just like i couldn't do it no more and i was like fuck this and once i deleted the app off my phone and then i just let it go and that's funny it was just easy to get away and it just felt so much relief i actually i totally get what you're saying but i actually went back to facebook and i just troll them all now and i'll just say super like left-wing things and they will be like you know that's wrong and i'm like bro you're like Hitler's favorite. You have blonde hair, blue eyes. You have a fucking Chinese letter tattoo on you. Like, chill out. Like, come on. I I never really get in political, like, um, on online with people, like, in arguments. Not anymore. I do like a lot of, like, political left-wing stuff. I mean, I identify with that ideology in, in certain aspects mm. and stuff like that, but I never actually argue with people online because I always thought it was just, like, so that's just not what I do. Chamber. I don't yeah. really like the confrontation of it, yeah. but I really enjoy when other people do it because I fucking, <laughs> I'd be reading through all those. Yeah, you go through the 90 replies. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going off. Sometimes those are great. No, they're really fucking, fucking good, but there also comes a time when there is, like, over, like, people are overreaching. And I think what Kyrie Irving did was like, when he posted that video, I, I really wanted to watch it, but I haven't got around to You're watching about it. His like black Israelite. Yeah, I really wanted to see what what it was actually about because I I have no clue. I never watched that. And then I was reading up on it more and more without actually watching it and mm -hmm. what was actually going on in there. And I was like, oh, this is fucked up. And I think it was really fucked up on on his part for for doing that. And what, what exactly did he do? This is what I just, want to know. When he, did just, he, he just tweeted out a link to mm -hmm. that video, and yeah. that was that's that what started. It. And yeah. what people wanted him to do was apologize because he said, like, why would you do something like that? Especially when the video was made by Alex Jones, which he became. Oh, it was an Alex Jones Yeah, thing. It was like I a, didn't know that. It was like a weird fucking, uh, oh. I don't know. It was like a weird thing that I guess he did back in the day. Or so. I think it's linked to Alex Jones. Um, but what happened was... 
they wanted him to like apologize. Yeah, no, I get that they want him to apologize for the the link and everything. I just feel like it. I just don't really get it. I feel like we're doing too much for that, especially like him. He's a basketball player. I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like I don't. Actually, I don't know if the movie is actually made by Alex Jones. I think he just tweeted something about like the New World Order or some some weird shit. Yeah, so he did an Alex Jones ass. Yeah, I don't know. He did something adjacent to it, but he's always said some weird shit, the earth's flat, and all this other bullshit, and I, I understand he is probably a really intelligent individual. You talking about Kyrie or Kyrie. Alex? Okay. No, nah, Alex like, is fucking mm, stupid. I don't know about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alex is dumb. Kyrie Irving, I think, I don't know, I have like mixed feelings about it. The only problem that I really have with him tweeting this link is that like a bunch of people in the NBA have seen this movie and like shown it, and like Shaq, for instance. He, like, had shown this movie, like, a year earlier in, like, his own, like, home theater with, like, hundreds of people watching. Well, so, so, but that's what I'm, I'm, I was trying to, like, get to is, is that he didn't want to apologize. Yeah. And he was standing on his thing. And then that turned into something more than what it was. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. then became, like, the, 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 like, the onslaught of, like, everyone. Coming for like, him. In order for him to get back on the nets, they said that he has to apologize, condemn the movie, which I think he's he's done so far. Um, he has to donate five hundred thousand to anti hate causes. He has to do sensitivity training, anti semi training, meet with ADL and Jewish leaders, and meet with uh, Joe T- uh, Tassi, whatever his name is, to demonstrate understanding. And I get that the nets want to do all that, but they sure. made it very public in order for him to get back. And I felt yeah, like yeah. it was an overreach. Yeah, I agree. To to correct, of you know something that is fucked up, but to cr- overreach and to correct it, and then for Nike to pull out their deal, and like what foot does Nike have to, to stand on? You know? Yeah, no, I think it just I think it's just radicalizing like the community a little bit more in a way that I'd say yeah. is not a it's not a helpful. helpful way. Yeah, that's all. Like, cause the problem is, is we can do all this stuff to Kyrie. I don't think necessarily anything's extremely wrong with it but i think that the people who are on Kyrie's side are gonna get super like uh outraged by it and then they're gonna start doing the craziest stuff and then you're gonna make them go even crazier and fall into these weird you know QAnon pockets where they're all like well you know so and so is a child blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like what are you talking about bro well, like yeah so now it like what happens is it it if like Makes them, I don't know, not vilified, but makes them feel like, see, it is, what's happening is correct. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Vindicated. It, it almost they, invalidates they, them. Yeah, yeah, they get vindicated from, like, feeling this, even though it's, like, it's all dumb. And it's, I don't know too much it's just more about it. just born yeah. I think it's too, just a little too far, personally. But, you know. It's when the... Do what you want to do. The pendulum, when they try to cor- over- correct it, it overcorrects. Exactly. Instead yeah. of getting balanced again. And so... They're probably gonna go through that, and and then you have the worst actors on the on the side of like, hey, Kyrie's right, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, exactly, oh, like really putting Jews, a, a the Jews ruin everything. Have like, you actually seen? Okay, sorry, we're gonna we're gonna switch over, but have you seen like all the uh, like singers and pop stars who are like, go vote, and then they're like voting for like all Republican like right? Oh yeah, things. like Katy Perry. And yeah, all. yeah, that was yeah. Really it's obviously. Surprising. I mean, you vote by your. Most your, people vote yeah. by their economic status class yeah, yeah. And, and status. That's and very You're going to vote with whatever protects your, your money and everything. And yeah. for me, I got this to the point real. where I don't really care who you vote for. I obviously, like, have my ideology, my preferences, and what I prefer, you know, to be mm. and to advocate for that. Mm-hmm. And I always advocate for it, and now I have a discussion with people. What I don't like is people hate other people because of whatever their leanings are or their the way they vote. And it's not that I, I, I hate what they do, but people being dishonest about it or hating others for voting a certain way without you know having some type of acknowledgement, if that makes sense. Unless they're very right. outwardly racist or they're very outwardly just fucking uh, a fucked up individual. That's real. Some of the people they be voting for, though, I'd be like, damn, you you be standing up for this kind of stuff? You you cool with this? Oh, yeah, 100%. Cool with the, the Carusos or whoever? They're 100%. Like, you could just tell right away. It's like, what are... 
you know, what are people's interests in the, in, in what are they aligned to when they when they do things like that? Because mm-hmm. I was very locked in on on certain races throughout this country, and I get really into like fucking this political yeah, space yeah. and shit, and I'd be looking at at everything and, and following it for updates, constantly refreshing, you know, Google trying to see what's going on because I was hoping that some of these uh, Republicans were going to lose and poor Democrats were going to pick up some seats in some areas. Especially like Pennsylvania was a was a big one. Nevada is looking like it's going to be a big one. Mark Kelly won in, in Arizona, which is very good, and in big, Washington. Yeah. But there's some places that are just totally went different. Like Republicans did really well in, in New York. Yeah, really that's true. fucking well. And in Florida, they wiped out mostly every everything over there. Yeah, Florida's kind in of in Texas that. too. Of course, Texas. And so it's just like it just shows you how different we are from place from to place, different areas, and we can't be put into like one category yeah because in texas all the hispanics over there latinos are like very like <laughs> very conservative and that's like their identity yeah yeah no, and definitely. so like in Can't california we're a little bit different and and florida the latinos hispanic over there are a little bit more conservative as well so it's like it's just like a difference and i, I think i want people to understand like there is a difference could we have common ground i don't know I don't think so. On certain, mm. on certain things. Yeah. I think there's a way to explain things to people that they don't understand, kind of. Whenever I hear someone, like, talk about, like, I don't know, for instance, like, I don't know how you feel, but, like, you know, like, universal income or something. I feel like a lot of people are like, ew, no, like, you should work for your money, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you want to pay rent every month? And they're like, no. It's like, well, then maybe you should get your space for free and you can still work. <laughs> and make money and figure out how to do that to funnel into your hobbies or whatever. I'm just saying like things like that are, I don't know. I feel like we could agree on a lot more if we found a way to explain it in a way where it's not a super preachy and annoying and gross. Yeah, definitely. It'd be something where you could be able to articulate a point and they do that some, um, some instances Sometimes, yeah. when um, you allow people to vote for things rather than just have like, People are going to be more divided over uh, politicians because of their, their political f- uh, affiliation. Mm-hmm. But when you have specific like um, like things on ballots, like legalize marijuana. Yeah. And when you allow it in states that are more conservative, most of the time they're, they're going to be like they're nah. legalized. But or, it didn't yeah. pass in South Dakota, North so Carolina, and some other states. Yeah. But I it did pass in, uh, I believe, Missouri. Um, Missouri. I would not believe that. It, That's pretty crazy. It, pla- it passed in like some other ones. But um, also, like, if you put up abortion in these states and people are voting yeah. most likely or voting mo- most of the time pro-choice, pro-choice, pro-choice yeah. no, no abortion um, bill or, like, anything in, like, states that was on the, the ballot passed. And so, and they might have slightly had a pro-choice vote over, but mm-hmm. it still passed. It's still, that's still democracy. If, even if it votes 51%, 50, it's, yeah, yeah, it's still, exactly. it is what it is. But what got me here in California was online sports betting. I'm surprised that it, didn't, about that, yeah. it we wasn't even about. fucking close. Like it wasn't. It's close. because of how they how they uh, how they how they like uh, what's it called like advertise the prop because it sounded really bad when you see it like on these ads and stuff. But then when you see certain things like certain studies or certain mm-hmm. whatever that they said they were going to give it back to like communities or, like homeless keep communities and et cetera et cetera. It's like, oh, well, this doesn't sound that bad, but then not everyone's going to hear that. You know, they're just like, online sports betting, not my kids. There, See, there is that, but then there's also the aspect, I've seen some that are like, basically saying, online sports betting, do you want Native Americans to go, to not have anything anymore? Do you want, don't they do get, you want? Don't they get a lot more, too, from it, or no? I, I kind of Well, I think when the bill, they got like a subsidy part of it, was supposed to go to Native, um, Native tribes, tribes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but people don't realize in state california not every uh tribe owns a casino That's and true. a lot yeah. of the casinos are are like they're especially ones that do well don't have a really big a lot of or they don't have a lot of enrollment in the tribe mm-hmm. and some of the of course work i worked in on, uh, with native american um, population for like uh, several years and so learning that over time you see some of the fucked up shit about it it was they were like kicking people off the enrollments yeah, because yeah. less people on more means more money for everyone else. And you'll oh, see families really? getting kicked off. 
because they're oh. like, oh, you technically are not blah blah, and so they're fighting over like interesting percentage points of yeah yeah of like blood what or whatnot. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's that's annoying. Pretty much insane. Like it's crazy, but that that does happen. So there is greed in it as well, which is like it's fucked up because there is some like tribal, um, like California tribal uh, or. California tribes that do very well off casinos, and there's some that yeah. have casinos. They don't, they, they don't, don't make do anything. Yeah, and yeah, there's some all. very poor, like I've seen some pretty very, good ones. I've seen some pretty uh, impoverished ones before. Very impoverished sure. ones, yeah. Very reservations that are very impoverished, and it's like, would that online betting be able to be benefit more? Would be able to divide the more money because if one tribe gets money from a casino, they don't spread it out to other tribes. No, no, yeah, it's of for course, them. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. Would, would this have helped in that instance, but would it cause everyone else to lose money as well? Well, I guess we'll never know. So fucking California, it didn't I don't get know. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Well, what do you, uh, so you, you're talking about Drew Bingham wanted to start a uh, radio. Yeah, so this actually happened from YouTube avenues. Um, Big Rich, shout out to Big Rich, don't fire me, Big Rich. Uh, <laughs> we just, uh, <laughs> we went to this uh, event called YouTube avenues to teach us how to make money. And they went down a lot of logistics about like why we don't get seen as an area in hip hop. And we were like trying to like figure out like what's the cause of that and what we could do to fix that. And I mean, as you would know, I would hope, we only have one hip hop station in all of the Bay Area. Do you know which one that is? 106.1. Yeah, Cameo, which is fine. But Cameo changes its uh, designation from a hip hop station to i forget what the exact word is but it's a word where you can only pay play 25 records a day so that means every day you're hearing the same 25 records and that's why you hear it when you like get out of the car and then the song comes off and then you get back in you hear the same song it's because they can only play that many songs when you're a hip-hop station you can uh bring 50 records to a station because you're allowed to break artists so like pretend um who's someone that we would both know, like Jay Frosty. Yeah. Pretend that someone from the radio hears Frosty's record and they're like, oh, I want to play this. Cameo can't do that unless he was signed to a major record label. They're, so that. they're only in business with like big time. Yes, yes. But that's why like places like Atlanta compared to us get more like work together because they have four stations and three of them are hip hop stations. So that means they can play 50 records a day and that's that's 175 records or 150 record 175 150 records that they can play a day from three different things and they can all switch out and pick whoever they want you get what i mean is it because of money purposes it's partly money it's also just like how uh like radio stations are ran these days it's because yeah basically because they need to put the adsense dollar on so they need to get like either the records to pay them or they want like advertisers who know who the actual you know artists are and be like, oh, I'd love to hear my uh, ad after a Doja Cat song, or I'd love to hear this after that, you know. The the crazy thing too is like, I mean, a lot more people that probably don't listen to radio as much anymore with you know Apple Music, Spotify, yeah, whatever yeah. else. So it's definitely YouTube a dying music. thing. Yeah, it is, but there is. Radio still has that place. Yeah, and yeah. It has I don't. A place. I still listen to it from time to time. Um, yeah. But I remember KBL used to have, I don't know if it was Friday nights or S Sunday nights when they, they used, used to have, have like local. Break the park. Yeah, 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 that was. I think they can't do that anymore. That was really fucking cool. It. And I, I haven't listened to that in a very long time of them doing that. But I didn't know if they stopped or they still I did or I think they have stopped. But that's the whole reason. So like Drew Banger brought up this thing and it kind of started a little bit of flack online on Twitter. Because he said he wanted to make a radio station. He's like, you know, like if you're in the Bay, tap in. And... Like, a lot of people were kind of mad at him because they were like, why would you try and, like, take away from KMEL? And it's like, well, obviously, KMEL isn't what it once was. Um, obviously, there's a bias because Drew Banga makes a bunch of beats for a bunch of famous artists. Mm -hmm. So he could just put in all of his songs. And I'm sure no one would care. But at the same time, it's like we do want to, like, break artists around all of the Bay, not just Drew Banga artists. Which is fine. Hey, Drew Banga, hey, tap in with me. I want to get on the radio. I'd be a be a little disc jockey or whatever the fuck um but yeah it was like a big conversation to be had um it was two days ago i believe when he uh i, I, I saw that i saw on twitter when he posted that but i yeah. didn't see the 
I didn't see the backlash from there it. Was, there was a lot of, like, in between. There's people talking in the comments and then quote tweets of people being like, it's a great idea, it's a bad idea, blah, 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 blah. You know how the Bay Area fights about everything. I think there is, like, local radio stations that yeah. you can do, but, like... But it's not like KMEL, you get what I mean? KMEL is a Bay Area staple. It's like when people come, like big artists come, they go to KMEL when they're promoting things yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. It's like you were trying to be like a very uh, top tier type of station. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it can't really do that anymore, which is fine. But it's like you have to realize like we're not going to get as much play. If, can't, if Drew Banga was going to make a radio station, he should just do a YouTube station or a oh, YouTube you show. I know you wanted to do a radio station and it's more, it'll be more accessible to everyone. You know, mm -hmm. everyone, if they're driving, whatnot. But if you wanted to do something where, you, where he's able to have more flexibility, more creative direction without having to worry about advertisers and, and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, do a YouTube channel where you be, be case, basically becomes a show, mm -hmm. you know, um, and be able to put things out that way where he could do it live and people could watch it at a certain time every day live going on. If he could break it up, he could have morning live, afternoon, evening live, how like a regular radio station does it. And then also it, people could right, always bro. replay it whenever they want to want to watch it again. And or they could have it where they listen to like you know kind of like YouTube music and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Where you're saying make like a vod kind of thing, like a live stream of yeah, like, got you. basically, and then do it that way where he whoever's spinning the records do it like that, and you can also bring in artists and, and stuff like that. Just create yeah. your own show because most likely that'll probably be the easiest way to get into it and do it with a lower budget, mm -hmm. whereas you don't have to have like. I, I'm, I'm assuming to do a radio station, it costs a lot because you have to have yeah. the space and all that stuff. And definitely, definitely. Pay for the airways and all this, whatever. With YouTube, you could just create. All you got to do is have your space and 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 set up how you want to do it. And it just if you, I'm pretty sure he has probably good, you know, equipment and whatnot to to make it happen yeah. because he's you know he's mm -hmm. very good at what he does, producing and stuff. So that's that's in my opinion, that's how. I would have I would approach it, but I'm not you know the biggest music person. I would I wouldn't know. Um, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's a great idea, but it's also just like yeah, the the radio is just so much more accessible. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's easy to get like in a car and just switch to a radio station. On YouTube, you have to like go Drew Banga Radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not everyone's gonna look that up, but that's I, true too. I agree though. Like I think that's a good idea. I think that'd be smart, and I bet you he would do something like well, that if he can't get in the radio. Well, most radio channels now, well, most radio stations now do both. So they're doing the radio station and the YouTube live at the same time. Because I watch, yeah, yeah, um, I watch well. a lot of sports, uh, like ninety-five-seven, the game. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they also post it online uh, oh, on, on YouTube. So they have a YouTube oh. channel, and I watch it. I Sometimes I watch it live when they're doing it during the mornings. Mm -hmm. um, when, I, when I'm at home, if I'm driving, I'll listen to the sports radio talk. Mm -hmm. But like, or later in the day, because I work evenings, so I'll, I'll watch it later when I'm going to work and stuff. Oh. So I'll catch it up later. And so they do both. And I think that's probably what yeah, people have to do yeah, you know, to make that success is like to try to do both. Um, but I don't know. It, it sounds like it's something that would be really cool opportunity just to get. The, the artists here in the Bay Area more you know, recognition, especially those that are yeah. not, not assigned to anything major. But how was the YouTube event that you went to? It was fun. It was it was really crazy. It was a very surreal experience. Um, what was it called? There, it was called YouTube Avenues. Um, it was hosted by Wallow. I don't know if you know who Wallow is. Um, he runs a podcast called Million Dollars Worth of Game. Mm -hmm. um he's a pretty famous guy he i guess he's partnered with youtube to help like disenfranchise like brown black communities um get like more they're they were teaching us how to make money on youtube without getting signed or like just an easier way to make money without necessarily having to like get a nine to five job anymore um it was a lot there was hella heads in the building there was you know i am sue was there guap dad the boy um, Eloy Gino, uh, there were so many heads. It's hard to explain. There was a bajillion people in there. Ghazi from Empire was there. He had a nice Q&A for us. Um, it was so many people. What, what was, uh, your takeaway from the entire day and who was the best speaker in your opinion? Um, 
there was this lady um she was part of the department team for like helping everyone i guess with the the YouTube, it's through youtube shorts what they were mm -hmm. trying to tell us to do because apparently there's a way to make easier money doing that this year so there was this lady i don't remember her full name but she went by rachie pretty sure she was from atlanta and she was just like giving us like super game she was telling us like if you make music like you can't just randomly drop anymore you have to like set up a date you have to like have a premiere date like set things up on youtube you know how you can do like that whole here's yeah. a premiere and it shows mm -hmm. up in the next amount of days it was stuff like that like how to advertise yourself um some people like you know only show off their music when they're advertising themselves she's like don't do that all the time like some people want to see who you really are do a get ready with me for the day like here's a day with my girlfriend or boyfriend or you know like it's just like she's saying like how do you make yourself like have content a lot but not necessarily make it all music because some people are going to like you for one thing and some people might like you for music but mm -hmm. you got to draw in as many people as you can so that you can you know you're trying to get off the to me it sounds like you're trying to get off the vibes of like accessibility yeah yeah exactly people will be like relate to you in a way where it's like hey you're Yes, yes. It's trying to make you seem like a person and not like a mysterious figure. Because the whole thing is everyone wants to do that, right? Everyone wants to be like that person who's like, oh, I drop once a year and everyone listens. And it's like, no one listens because you have eight people who know who you are. So you need to like really like put yourself out there. Once you get famous, you can do the whole cryptic, mysterious Works, thing if you like, want. Like J. Cole could do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But J. Cole didn't do that at first. You know what I mean? J. Cole was talking to people on Twitter. J. Cole was talking to people in the YouTube comments. He was doing all this, like, we gotta stop acting like we're like bigger than the next man because we didn't wanna say what's up to a person who really likes our music or our clothes or whatever, you know? Um, but I brought my friends, uh, Frosty and Colo, and it was good because they make music and I just do the clothes. So like, we were kinda like looking back and forth at each other and I was like, I've been telling you people, can't do that anymore, you know? And so it was nice for them to actually like listen to me over what they said you know because i've been telling that for a long time uh one of the things that i remember you telling me mm -hmm. was like you started posting a lot more you know trying to put more content out there and you saw an uptick in engagement you saw an uptick in and what people were actually looking for yeah, and yeah. It, it was helping you in that way to you know see what people liked and what they didn't whereas other people might only post like once, once a week, once, once, a, once a while, yeah. or once, and they're not getting the information that they want out of that. Yeah. So it does show you what you can and cannot do, but it also takes trial and error. It takes you actually yeah, yeah. putting in the work to get to that level, and people don't realize how much work it is to go into making some type of social media presence. Yeah, I'll say, like, I started posting every day maybe two years ago now, and the first year I did it, not a lot it changed but it, not a lot changed you know what i mean but like this year me doing it and also me making connections with a bunch of people and stuff but like this changed my life you know what i mean posting like every day not that my life is super different but it's like now i can go right now i'm an a and r for a, an intern like for a company like a record label i know hella people around the bay we're going to a music video shoot later like we're talking to a bunch of people people hit me up and say hey who would sound good for this record People hit me up and say, hey, help me make some clothes. Like, mm. people did not do that years ago. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of that, it only happened because I posted every day. Because now I seem like this, like, this company rather than just one person. People usually don't look at, they might look at me and be like, oh, you're the guy. But sometimes they look at people around me and be like, which one of you is the guy? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, it's nice. It's yeah, fun. It's Posting every day, you should do that more often well, to everybody. That... It goes to show um, how much work it takes to actually to do it, and a lot of people give up. Yeah. And so I'm I'm a person that's really big on on like YouTube. I love YouTube. I love YouTube. the what it does, like the long form content. You could go on there. You could learn, you know, anything you're trying to learn. YouTube University. Uh, yeah, you you could go on there and you could have for enjoyment, you know, recreation, you go on there just for entertainment. You go on there like, for anything you want. Yeah, yeah you can watch whatever, whatever it might be that you're looking for music, you're looking for entertainment, photography. Sports, you want to yeah. learn how to mix and match your music, you want to learn how to make clothes, you want to learn how to make stuffed animals, you want to learn how to make a beanie, you know, I don't know, you can do anything you well, want what, on YouTube. One thing that I, 
I'm not into yet is making short form content and short form content that's where it's just going everyone like the TikTokification of of the united states of like everyone is like everyone loves short form in some capacity yeah. our attention spans are just getting shorter you know that's yeah, why sure. they're telling us like in a short in a youtube short like you should like you know like get someone's attention like within the first five seconds because someone's just gonna keep mm -hmm. scrolling you know and that's kind of what they were like trying to tell us like oh like short form content's the way to go but make sure you pull someone in really fast and the same applies to long form content because within yeah. the first 30 seconds if people yeah. are not vibing with like your video they're gonna yeah. cook off real right quick, away and so one. you're looking for retention rate you're looking for people to actually see and maybe click through your channel for you to grow mm -hmm. but as far as short short term or uh, short form content i'm the person that was i just scroll through i'll watch it and i'll scroll through I wouldn't even, like, I don't follow a lot of short form content creators. You're not a big TikTok guy? I don't even have TikTok installed on my phone. I'll get, I'll watch TikToks from people send me, but most That's of the TikToks funny. I watch are on Instagram already. Yeah, so basically, yeah, yeah. That's real. people make a TikTok and they put it on Instagram Reels, and that's how I watch a lot of them. But I that's don't, the reason why I don't download TikTok or I have, I actually have TikTok myself, but I've only posted like twice or three times, hmm. but I used it for maybe like a week or two and I realized how bad it will be for me and I'll be stuck on it. And so I know right. myself and that's why I don't do it. But I see the value of what people get from it. But I also see, and talking to other people, people don't really make that much money off it yet. Yeah, and that's like, the big thing though. It's a yet, you know? Yeah. Some people, I mean, I'm not saying this happens to everyone, but like the number one creators on TikTok make like They'll get ad incense, you know. Like mm -hmm. I heard, uh, what's his name, Cabby Lame. You know the yeah. this guy who's that like, guy makes a lot of motherfucking. He money. makes like I've heard, thought it was like seventy thousand dollars a post, and he posts like three times a day. It's insane. So that's he it's makes insane. six figures a day. Like I don't know. It's insane. Yeah, it's definitely a well, lot. How do you get that to trickle down to smaller creators that are doing relatively well to get to yeah. that point? Because he's like the top zero point one percent of of like the the creators of that are that do really well and it's like how do you keep it from a small a, a minority of people that make all the the, the revenue big, from it yeah yeah <laughs> that make all the like you know money from making this content even though there's other people that make really good content as well as yeah. far as, as doing certain things i think it just takes like finding your audience if that makes sense i'm not saying everyone's gonna be cabby lame or charlie d'amelio or whoever mm -hmm. But, like, if you find your audience, your little niche audience, whether that's, you know, like, people who like K-pop or people who like baggy jeans or I don't know. Something that, like, you can get in a niche in TikTok, uh, someone is going to, like, find that, love that. And then you can capitalize off of that and find a way to get advertisers to come to you, whether that's you know like you make music so they're gonna share a a and r class or they're gonna share a mixing and mastering class or if you make clothes they're gonna be like uh you know work you can get in with forever 21 blah blah you know what i mean like it's for you it's what what short form content doesn't work for you like when you're looking at it and you're like oh, i can't you're talking about like for, for me for my clothing well not for your clothing but for like you for let me ask this question again mm -hmm. or re-ask re it for you, when you're viewing something, what short form content do you not like? And what short form content doesn't work for you personally when you're trying to post things? If that makes so, sense. I'm gonna need to hear that one more time. Okay, I'm so, like so confused by this question. <laughs> All right, let me ask it. Let me ask the first part, then ask the second part. Yeah, yeah. First part is, what short form content that you do not like? When you watch something and it's just period, like yeah, I'll period. skip over and it. You'll skip over it every time. Um, it's those people, I don't know if you've seen them, but I always see them. Um, there'll be people who are like, I'm gonna make this dish today. And then they put like frosted flakes with like mac and cheese with fucking chips ahoy. And then they like bake it all together and it looks oh, like a piece of shit. Yeah. I watched it the first couple of times, but it's always the same like 10 people. And then like once they're like, I'm making this and they start with one like whack ass ingredient. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? I have to scroll. It's either that or like uh, people who do long stories where they're like, today at 350, I went to my job and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, it's short form content. I need you to make it real quick for me. That, see, stuff like that is like, I don't care. I'm not engaged. I don't know who you are. Exactly. Like, I don't, that's something that's like cool with your friend group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when you put it in long form like that, people are obviously are gonna watch and stuff like that, but I, I don't. 
I think that's, there's ways to, to me, make I pass it entertaining, over that. but yeah. I, don't I pass like over it. that shit too. Yeah. I really don't like, uh, there's only a few people that I really do like when they make like, I'm going to this restaurant, like reviewers. People that yeah, do a like lot of review, reviewers, yeah. like a lot of reviewers, I really don't fuck with. Oh, because, you don't like? No, oh. there's only a couple I do because a lot of it feels like very, for me, it feels very like forced and fake. Yeah. I was like, do yeah. you enjoy it? Do you actually go and enjoy making it out to it? Because I've had a couple times where I've actually gone to some of the places that they talk about and it's like, Shitty. this place is fucking whack. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was like, oh, it, yeah. it was just in a way of like doing it just to make content rather than doing it because they like to do it mm-hmm. what, which is me probably projecting maybe but I, I don't like to do that personally so that's probably what um that's why i probably don't like to because i don't like to do it personally even though I've, I've tried to do it a couple times but i feel like i mean everyone has their place those are things that i always skip through right away and also people are trying to trying to be funny and they're not when they're everyone, yeah, yeah. when everyone's doing the same repurpose trend yeah, those yeah. are things i don't like this definitely the trends that i get pushed a hundred times and then then the new trend comes and whatnot i watched the first couple of them but then when everyone's doing it it's like, then it's a little tired yeah i feel that what wait what was the second so part the of se- question? second part of the yeah. question was what are some short form content that doesn't work for you that when you're trying to make something you're talking about me making content yeah you making like short form content what doesn't work for you i feel like there's a lot that doesn't work for me personally but that's just because as a clothing a person who makes clothing it's like what what really hits because you can only do so much with clothes besides either showing pictures doing a get ready with me or like a little skit where you're like Mm -hmm. wearing the clothes about it Mm -hmm. everything else is like how do i show this off you know what i mean whether that's making food whether that's reviewing something whether that's i don't know plant i don't know there's like so much that i can't do you know what i mean that's why i felt like kind of good about the youtube avenues thing because they're saying to experiment with like the content that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So like me, you know me, I'm, I make do photography. So like I usually on TikTok, like I either post like funny skits or I just post like pictures of po- photos that I've taken. Um, and so they were saying like, you know, you kind of need to get out of your comfort zone and make like different stuff. So uh, I'm not saying that I'm going to do it right away, but I'm going to try and figure out the things that I don't like and try and figure out how to get good at them in terms of that kind of content that I don't want to do. So it's all up in the air, honestly, right now. We'll I, see. I think this, that event really helped you out a lot because ba- the way you're explaining things, like it's something that you're feels like you're being taught like the right and wrong ways on how to approach it. Because when you yeah. talk to a lot of, when I talk to people at least about stuff, like they don't really don't know um, like how to approach this at all. And myself included, I yeah, really don't know either. how to, I don't really know how to approach a lot of this stuff, but I do know the basics of like what you need in order to get to a certain level to be mm-hmm. successful, especially on like the certain platforms, like what you need to do to monetize. You need to have 4,000 hours of playback time. You need to have a thousand followers before you could get to that level. Or 10 million uh, views for shorts now, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying and I I totally agree with you because it's not like I know what I'm really doing either Of course like someone the YouTube thing like pushed me in the right direction But the whole thing is like no matter what I personally feel like you should like Doing something is better than doing nothing at Mm -hmm. all You know what I mean if you did something like at all for your content or whatever you want to do That's better than just sitting there and wondering what should I do? Do something. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. At least you tried it. Someone's going to like it. Not everyone, but someone's going to like it. But uh, I just feel like the more you try, the more the more you try, the more shots you put on the wall. You know what I mean? Like someone who does 10,000 shots of practice is way better than someone who does five shots of practice and makes it every time. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. And and over time, it's not just doing, like you said, like 10,000 shots. Like over time, you're gonna learn how to do it correctly. Exactly. And so that's the trial and error part of it is that you're gonna have to learn how to take failure and and try again where you're able to be successful and then replicate that over and over again, being consistent. And think about social media or anything is like learning how to be consistent mm. in any type of format you're trying to do. Because it's just like, there are some people that hit overnight success. Like there's some people that post yeah. a couple videos and they just take off or, you know, or maybe I don't know if you know any like people in fashion that you know were barely doing it. And they and got some. They blow up. They yep. blow up. Yeah, it happens. The thing is not to get discouraged by seeing those kind of things. Like I've definitely seen people who have like we've started together and they've blown up over the thing, 
And then I've seen some people who stay in the same place that we started in. And it's like, don't get discouraged either way. You see someone who's not doing anything, you should work harder. You see someone who's doing way, be way better than you and like you like kind of look up to at this point, go hard too. Like everything should make you feel like a little bit uh, motivated to get to the next to the next piece. You know what I mean? No, definitely. I think that's that's like a great way to approach you know life, but also your creative you know your creative ideas. Like yeah, go for it in a way where it makes sense for you. There but, was a sorry not to yeah, cut you off. There was a thing that they said too that I feel like a lot of people have to hear, and it's like. Everyone I've ever met says this or thinks this. I've thought this. I'm sure you've thought this. Jay and Colo told me that they've thought this, like, when we were there. But, like, um, there's, like, a, there's this thing that creatives do where we don't like to post. We don't like to spam the feed with things, right? We'll be, like, you pretend an episode comes out. You're going to post it once, and that's it, right? Yeah. I'm going to do the same thing, usually. I'm going to post something once and be, like, oh, okay, well, people should know now. They don't. We don't have any following. No one cares about us if we're being realistic. Mm -hmm. So what we should do is post it a hundred times, let people know. That way at least they know. You think you're getting tired of people or people are getting tired of you. Those are the people you don't want. You want the people who see the hundred posts and be like, whoa, okay, now I know. And then they go to YouTube and check you out. Like, don't, don't care if you're annoying people. Annoying people is going to be part of the game until you get up there. And even when you do get up there, people are gonna be annoyed by you. So do what the fuck you want. Post it a hundred times, post it a thousand times. Post it every day for fucking six years. You know what I mean? Like, you have to figure out something that's gonna sh uh, shake and wiggle for you. You know what I mean? If you sit here and never post or post once, a month and think that people are gonna know nobody knows that's fucking that's fuck yeah just saying i hate posting multiple times because i'm so me like too. i don't want to be that the the annoying person yeah too. i don't want to be like but i understand when like there's times and places when to post and when not to post because there's definitely times where you learn over you learn from experience like if you post it this time it's no one's gonna, gonna see as well. it yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. gonna see it you post it on this random time on this day and it's like fuck it hit like i don't know how that happened yeah that's why you should post a lot though they were saying like even like okay so i only post once a day mm -hmm. but they were saying you should post like four or five times a day and figure out what's the real pocket because on instagram or i don't know if twitter does it too mm -hmm. but i know youtube does it too it's like oh if you post at this time on this day this is your highest day so this is when the most people would see you on the mm -hmm. analytics they're saying fuck that post it a bunch of times because then more and more people are going to see it and then the numbers keep going up and up. So it gives you like a broader understanding of what, if you post every day at the same time, people are going to be like, this. only the same 100 people are going to see it. So if you post once every day at noon, only those people at noon are going to see it. You should post at 9, 11, noon, 3, 6, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You should post like around the clock because then people are like, why is this motherfucker posting so much? And then they actually start looking at you, you know what I mean? So, it's I good. don't know, be annoying. That's that's my my little advice, be annoying. Well, yeah, I couldn't, uh, couldn't give better advice than that, so I think we'll leave it off there. Yeah, that sounds good. Check I'll it out, we'll be on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, 